0: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
1: The go through some emails, check your calendar, see that you have a 45-minute break in the day between meetings, realize this is your moment, so you drive right to McDonald's to pick up something extra delicious ASAP. Meal. Thank you. There's a meal for every moment at McDonald's. Buy one of your select
2: faves and get another for just a dollar every morning, like a sausage McMuffin or hash browns. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Valid for product of equal or lesser value. Cannot be combined with any other offer. cowboy
0: meal valid when product served.
2: Welcome to episode number 68 of the LSR Podcast. My name is Matt Brown. Joined each and every week by the brightest minds in all of the gaming industry with me. I have Dustin Galker. I have Adam Candy. If you'd like to follow those fine fellows over there on the Twitter machine at Adam Candy. That is two E's, no Y, at Dustin Galker. You can follow the main account at LSP Report as well. Interesting news coming out all over the place in the sports betting world this week. Very happy to report that for you guys. And then also we got some numbers because that's what we talk about here on this podcast. We love to talk about numbers, but let's kick things off here. Uh, Dustin, with the real big, big story that kind of, again, one of those deals that just casually kind of dropped. We didn't really have any sort of hint that this was coming down the pipe here. I mean, we heard that there were partnership deals that have gotten really close but never quite got there. And then PointsBet dropped kind of a bomb to us on the afternoon.
3: Yeah, we got PointsBet. So, you know, we've always been close look at all these media deals that go out there with the world. And uh, this is the one of the big ones that was left was NBC. There was no dance partner for NBC. PointsBet uh, drops the news uh, along with NBC that they did a multi-year partnership with NBC Universal, uh, making them the official sports betting partner of, of all the NBC properties. Uh, part of this deal, NBC gets some equity in PointsBet, which is, as we know, uh, an Australian based online gambling company that has big designs on the US market. Uh, and PointsBet also committed to hundreds of millions of dollars of advertising space. Over the, over the life of this deal uh, that can be offset in terms of uh, some of uh, the equity that NBC gets if this, the share price goes up for PointsBet. So interesting deal. And again, one of the last dance partners out there. Uh, detail I mean, details, NBCSN is part of this. Uh, Golf Channel is a part of it. The NBC Regional Sports Networks that are some of those are in, in states already with sports betting. Some are in future states, but a lot, a lot of uh, exposure for PointsBet, which really is trying to, you know, make the deficit in brand exposure with Fitlakes and FanDuel, DraftKings, and MGM a little smaller.
2: So, Adam, we kind of take a look at this, and when this dropped and you see kind of like the headline that came through and the dollar figure that was attached to it, we all kind of, you know, kind of took a step back and said, wow, that is a very, very large number that is attached to that now. As we kind of dug in a little bit further, we did realize that maybe, you know, if some of these obligations can't be met as far as from a monetary standpoint, that equity would be involved with different things like that. But even still... Where is all this money coming from? I mean, you kind of look at a company in PointsBet, if you went and took a look as this, you know, as this announcement was coming out, a market cap of like $845 million, and we're talking about a half a billion dollar partnership here with, with NBC. So, yeah, where's, uh, where's all the dollars coming from here?
0: Um, from Allen Iverson's pocket, maybe? From their, <laughs> their, their pitch man? I'm not sure. Um, that's really the question when it comes to this PointsBet deal. Go back to their Q2 results, in which points bet showed roughly $70 million in cash on hand. And then compare that to DraftKings and FanDuel, who are both rocking a billion uh, when it comes to marketing cash. Now, are they going to spend as much as DraftKings or FanDuel? No. And they've said as much. But you know, we've heard from some within the points bet organization that, that uh, the amount that's wrapped up in that Deal with NBC might not even be half of what they might spend in advertising on an annualized basis. So I'm still wondering where the cash is going to come from. Um, Credit Suisse put out a report out of Australia just last month in which they said, you know, looking at points bet. They see a need for an additional cash infusion along the way here. Now, does that go for a lot of the operators in the U.S.? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, But we've seen where it comes from, right? FanDuel, DraftKings, Roar being uh, GVC and MGM. So we've seen where all those cash infusions come from. So it'll be really interesting to see how this deal plays out in the long term for NBC and PointsBet. On the surface, uh, it looks like NBC got a decent deal.
2: All right, Dustin. So let's take a look here and break things down for the people that have been following along. We know Penn National, big investment into Barstool sports. We know that ESPN has a deal with Caesars. We know that FanDuel points we know that FanDuel and Fox obviously got married, so they have that going on there as well. They even own their own networks as far as T V G and different things like that go. Where is the major media uh, MGM with Yahoo? So where are the major media deals? Are are there any major media deals left to be had out there?
3: I think you missed CBS, Spurts and William Hill. Maybe you said that. Yeah, it no, such, no, 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 such a yeah. long, such a long list that yeah, it's 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 getting hard to figure out what is what is out there. And this is obviously what people want to do. All these have been snatched up basically in the last year. ESPN, Caesars is pretty early, but yeah, we're looking at a, you know, we're looking at basically web portfolios now of, you know, there's not really a whole lot out there. You know, NBC is part of the Comcast portfolio. So we're looking, you know, Leisure Report even has this deal with, deal with Caesars. You're looking, you know, you look at a little smaller. SB Nation, I guess, and fan side. These are huge regional and network of blogs around the country that would be interesting. Maybe there's something to be done there. Sports Illustrated uh, indicated its interest. I don't know how successful that will be, but as, in terms of stuff that's really going to make a splash, I think, I don't know, maybe I'm missing something, but it, it, this it feels like the last big dance partner out there, and uh, you guys, congrats me if you think there's something out there that we're missing that would would, uh, move the needle for anyone.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty interesting. I mean, we were kind of breaking this down even months ago. Whenever, pretty much after the the pen deal was struck with Barstool, Adam, we were kind of trying to figure out somewhere along the way. We're like, okay, what's what's the next big thing that could happen? We did mention NBC, weren't really sure how that was all going to to play out here. Now we see them go w- with a points bet, and I think some people out there, maybe who haven't been following along in the industry, maybe as as close as we have, might look at a points bet and say like. Huh, NBC, major, major uh, entity out there going with a points bet. But I mean, when in the grand scheme of things here with. A lot of the money that is due to NBC that could be coming from, you know, affiliate deals could be coming from signups and whatnot. If we look at market penetration, maybe that's what they were thinking somewhere along the way. Right. That maybe maybe points bet didn't quite have the market penetration and the saturation that some of these other ones did. And there was at least some upside there from a from a financial standpoint.
0: I think you hit the nail on the head there, Matt, in that they're biting at this Apple from multiple directions, right? You talk about the affiliate, you talk about the fact that it's a 4.9% max stake, right? So that means that you just missed that 5% operator threshold that otherwise NBC would be subject to. So NBC has a lot of ways to come at this in which they can make money, not the least of which is that equity stake uh, that they're looking at down the line. So it's a smart deal in that. They covered themselves a lot of different ways, depending on what PointsBet's level of success looks like. And we know that PointsBet has talked very openly about wanting a 10% market share nationally. Of course, that's what we've heard from any number of operators when it comes to fighting for that number three spot behind FanDuel and DraftKings. In terms of what's left out there at this point, uh, really, uh, unless you're going to start to talk about a Turner Bleacher Report uh, situation, there's not really anything obvious out there that uh, you know, that's still left to do short of, you know, the, the great whale of ESPN deciding, you know, if it really wanted to get into this with both feet.
3: Yeah, because that Caesars deal is still pretty, it's not easy to see that, you know, right. they, they talk about it on the Daily Wager, they have lines, it's not like, it's not in your face like any of these other deals, and I think it's worth pointing out too, Fandle, in all of this has been, you know, not doing these overarching deals, they've uh, had at least a handful of these influencer deals, they signed Matt, Pat McAfee, they signed uh, Worldwide Wide Wob, uh, Rob Perez from who's. Mm-hmm. Uh, known as uh, as an influencer in the nba space you've got just today cousin sal who's uh, known from jimmy kimmel show and uh, from his sports betting uh hijinks on on the fox bet show that's on fox sports so, so there, there's another way to to get into the media game that's you know maybe not as as obvious but you can you can sign these deals until the cows come home and continue you know adding to your to your exposure
2: I think one of the things that you said when you were kind of running down the the nuts and bolts of everything here Dustin is one of the interesting thing that steps out uh, to me and I think this is something that we've talked about on this podcast you know numerous times here but you getting access to the golf channel through this I think for points bet is pretty big I mean we have heard about the ratings increase for golf over the course of the COVID-19 pandemic here we have heard about how actually younger fans the biggest problem with golf for the longest time was they were not attracting younger people the crowd was just getting older and older and older and older and the viewers were just getting older and older older we've now seen there's now a spike in younger viewership and all of that and so Adam you kind of look at that and you say okay if we're bull on golf betting long term for them to have a deal where you know the opening rounds of nearly every single tournament are being aired on this channel right here I think that that's a a pretty pretty interesting part of this whole deal that might you know doesn't really get all the headlines but being able to be a part of that niche and that growing segment of the sports betting landscape could be big for points bet
0: I think what's interesting about what you say there Matt is that I would like to see what the demos look like for NBC Sports and for, and for the Golf Channel in specific um, when it comes to trying to draw in those younger viewers, right? Because I, I think you're still probably looking at a pretty decent fragmentation of the audience where you would be looking to acquire that younger demographic for Golf Channel rather than trying to you know, monetize something that's already there. I'll just say anecdotally, from looking at social media, um, my social media has been far more excited about golf over the last two months than it ever had been before when it comes to the betting angle. I mean, when, when Dustin Johnson and John Rahm were, were dueling uh, putts from the surface of the moon the other day, it felt like I couldn't go, you know, three tweets without seeing something about it on that Sunday. So Yes, the younger audience is out there. I think it also goes along with in-play and just how well golf can continue to monetize the in-play products because that really is where the growth potential is. Being able to get people interested in golf in chunks, in an hour and two hours at a time, versus trying to hold on to them for a five-hour TV
3: event. And worth noting, PointsBet just became an official betting partner of the PGA Tour 2 Perhaps not shocking given this golf channel development, but yeah, that's it. if you're gonna if you're gonna invest. And something that's you know that's an interesting vertical to be you know putting more worth money into.
2: If you've been with us for the last couple of weeks you guys know all of the stuff that has been going on up in Illinois very quick recap you can sign up mobily there is a date on that until September the 19th will that get extended we shall see however uh, Adam when we look here the last time we did talk we were saying well You know, the biggest beneficiary here is DraftKings because they are already going. We do have people joining DraftKings now there in Illinois, at least for this two-week sprint that we have going on.
0: Uh, The two-week sprint, which, of course, includes the beginning of NFL season, always the most fruitful time for customer acquisition, at least in the young U.S. sports betting market that we've seen thus far. FanDuel is in uh, at Paradise Casino. Points Bet's not far behind. Uh, they put it out on their social media that even though they are, their retail location was already up and running, that they'll have the app going as well via their deal with Hawthorne Racecourse. Um, these deals are more interesting in terms of what they mean, I think, for Rivers and for PointsBet uh, because we already know that FanDuel and DraftKings getting in and having remote registration is a huge deal for them. I'm really curious to see how PointsBet and Rivers hold up through this because they were the ones looking at market advantages that did not include remote registration. Uh, Rivers obviously having a huge footprint in Illinois and PointsBet getting a location on the outskirts of downtown Chicago. So how does this shape up for them when they don't have the ability to do the marketing blitz that FanDuel and DraftKings do? That's, uh, That's what remains to be seen. On a personal note, these stories that popped up about FanDuel and PointsBet did not include anyone calling anyone else a corrupt idiot, and I found them much less interesting.
2: I, I would agree. I would agree. We do we do like that here on the podcast. You mentioned the the marketing blitz here. Actually, if you're listening to this and you live in Illinois, I would actually like to know at Matt Brown M two over on Twitter. Copy Dustin, copy Adam. But what has it been like, and what is it what is it going to look like over the next over the course of the next week? I'm very very curious about that. We know about what went on in the heyday of DFS. That is very well documented, but knowing that there is only this, you know, as we sit right now, is 16 days left, it technically, you know, we could we could we could see that extended. But Dustin, I actually am pretty interested to see what these 16 days are going to look like in Illinois. Is every third commercial that you're going to see during some sort of broadcast about one of these sports books. I mean, if you're DraftKings and FanDuel and when Points bet comes online here shortly, I mean Maybe you're doing that. I I would have a hard time blaming them probably.
3: Yeah, I don't know. We don't know exactly what DraftKings was doing, but you have to imagine when they thought they were up in live the first time and getting ready to go to remote registration, then it got peeled back. You have to imagine they had a big ad buy lined up, maybe already signed. They probably they may have then canceled that ad buy, and now maybe they had to go back and say, "Oh, wait, just just a second. We want for at least a <laughs> few weeks. We want to buy a bunch of commercials." I mean, I'm sure nobody's turning down this money, but it was it was interesting slash funny because they they had to be they're doing this dance where they had to deal with, "Okay, what what is? It's not worth it anymore." out the remote station so I have to I, we know in Colorado Indiana even the existing markets of New Jersey and Pennsylvania that there is just a lot there are a lot of commercials for definitely FanDuel DraftKings and, and MGM and you got to imagine it's going to be the same for anybody who's live in Illinois
0: yeah for and sure I would say also Matt that when you look to other states, for an example. Let's take New Jersey. Uh, I watch a lot of the New York Yankees broadcasts on the YES Network. And of course they're pitching to the New York market to get people into New Jersey. DraftKings not only sponsors the Yankees pregame show, it is the DraftKings Yankees pregame show on YES. I recorded this the other day. They had a 60 second activation in program was not an ad. It was actually right. right with, with Bob Lorenz, the host leading right into it where they put the odds up on the screen for the Rays Yankees game and had a voiceover read through them. So you can't get away from it right now mm-hmm. in certain states. And, you know, we have a story uh, on one of our sister sites, at Play Colorado, talking about what it's like in Colorado right now. Um, I, the Blitz is strong elsewhere. And if Illinois looks anything else like it, then I, I think you can expect to see a lot.
3: Yeah. I think got- they still I think they still do these too, Matt. They do. Uh, there's sportsbook infomercials, and I remember back, remember 2015, 2016. There are definitely oh, DraftKings infomercials, yes. half, half hour, hour uh, things where you just like, here's how you play at DraftKings. Like, <laughs> I, I, I assume there's some late night television with that too. I haven't seen them yet, but yeah, no, so, you, uh, yeah I sent you, I
0: sent you guys one uh, a few months ago. I was oh, on a you? Southwest flight. Oh, I yeah. was on a Southwest flight, <laughs> and they pick up the channels from new york and it was a DraftKings infomercial it was a half hour DraftKings infomercial i sat there i mean this was on my christmas vacation i thought i can't get away from this stuff
3: Commercials sure. must work with somebody i guess yeah
2: there's got to be market research for sure if you're in chicago seriously uh, hit, hit me up on twitter let me know what it's been like because i am very very uh curious as to how that media thing is going up there especially you know billboards whatever you might see buses all that stuff uh, let me know Dustin let's talk about what I actually consider and this is not I'm not speaking in hyperbole here and I'm not actually being facetious at all I think this is one of the bigger stories to come out in all of this in quite some time DraftKings hits with a, a pretty
3: big bombshell uh, Michael Jordan uh, becomes a special advisor to the board of directors of of, of DraftKings that's a, a big headline with a big uh advi- with a big name obviously uh you know what exactly he'll be doing uh not sure that that's a lot that's terribly clear but he will be you know he is a, a gambler so he obviously has some insight into what DraftKings might do he has some business acumen uh there is some obviously some question about his business acumen in terms of running an nba franchise but you know it's a it's it's a, it's a headline grabbing thing and gets gets you out there and uh, i think as you said uh privately like legitimizes DraftKings more like here's the now, arguably the greatest player of all time, the NBA, saying, here, go play at draft. I mean, We're not going to be doing commercials, maybe necessarily, but who knows what, what that holds. But you know, he's putting his name on the DraftKings brand. That that, that holds some cachet. We, we saw in, in Pre-market trading, uh, DraftKings is up fifteen percent, which seems mildly crazy. Uh, it was, it's it's not quite up as much anymore, but uh, a lot. It's it is it is very interesting, and uh, you know Jordan gets some equity in DraftKings. We have no idea at all how much, probably not uh, a ton, but it's uh, yeah, the whole thing is is interesting and it does serve to legitimize sports betting a little bit more in the United States.
2: And, and Adam, I mean, you know, this is a guy here. We understand. <laughs> of of anyone in the entire world we understand as far as a pitch man goes and moving product and all the things like that you do have to wonder what goes into this deal with Jordan here and if we're going to see him even if it's just his face on a print ad right I mean even if it's not you know full-fledged in a commercial even if it's not whatever I mean if you see Michael Jordan who is the, the the most easily recognizable athlete in the world. It does not matter where you are. Everybody knows who Michael Jordan is. If you see his face on an ad, next to the DraftKings logo, to me, that is actually one of the biggest things that has happened in this industry. And I know, by, I'm not trying to overblow this, but we've seen what this guy can do for brands. We've seen how this guy moves the needle. They put out a documentary about this guy's life, after, you know, a decade after he's retired. It was the hottest thing that was on television. He still resonates with
0: everybody. Am I going to have to be pump the brakes guy here? I feel yes. like I might have to be pumped the brakes guy here. Let's do it. Um, I understand exactly what you mean about the Jordan brand. I'm curious how that translates over into anything where he would be a pitch man unless he is going to truly jump in on this. If he were to be out there acknowledging his gambling past and talking about, you know, DraftKings and either doing it tongue in cheek or in some way, you know, tacitly acknowledging that, you know. I'm just going to make something up and say, hey, I wish the, the DraftKings had been around when I was playing. Right. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like something that really uh, takes advantage of the aura of Michael Jordan because. I look at, all right, obviously Charles Barkley does not have the brand that Michael Jordan does, but he is a hugely recognizable name for the U.S. sports betting market. And, you know, Dr. Aft Kings feels like a long time ago uh, from when Charles Barkley was first in on this. So I think it could be a big thing. Don't get me wrong. I agree with you that it is significant. Um, I'm not thinking that it has the potential to move the needle only because I don't think Michael Jordan is going to jump in uh, to use something I already said with both feet on this.
2: Yeah, no, definitely. It, it, it certainly my enthusiasm towards this and how effective it could be definitely is contingent on how much he is willing to to put in behind it. And of course, Dustin, you said, we don't know how much the equity is. That probably comes down to how much skin in the game he's got to <laughs> so how much he wants to be yeah. you know like behind it right
3: yeah absolutely i mean i was going to say that like if he has a, a significant stock position in draftkings now like he be probably becomes more willing to do things that do that. Again, the, the actual deal is like company strategy, product mm. development, marketing activities. That doesn't say anything specifically about him being a pitchman. I agree with Adam. Like, let's, let's wait until we see that actually manifest itself. But yes, if we have Michael Jordan uh, drafting commercials, like, then, then we're tra- I think we're talking about something that's interesting. We don't, we just don't know that at this time. And yeah, it's supposed to be like he's providing business insight. You know, again, I think more than a business site, just putting his name on the brand and saying, hey, DraftKings is a legit business. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm giving it Beyond this brand and pitch man he 's like yeah this is this is a business i 'm putting myself behind.
2: i 'll put it this way: if there was anything at all about him being in any sort of ads, they have sixteen days to sign up people in Chicago. I imagine that he is <laughs> going to be a part of something if there is any chance in the world that that is it could be you know on the table or something so I imagine we 'll find out pretty quick if that, uh, if that could be the case." At all. Uh, Adam, let's talk about their their competitor, their main rival here in FanDuel, and let's head up to the great state of Colorado.
0: This story was broken by our Matthew Waters of a better in Colorado who thinks he might have found a little loophole in the rules. Uh, We've heard of a couple of palp situations in Colorado. Excuse me, I should say with FanDuel, not in Colorado. But these palp situations have brought a bit of negative light on FanDuel In this case, without getting into the specifics, um, this guy found uh, a way to bet hockey in which there was almost no way to lose and ended up in uh, some negotiation with FanDuel over whether or not he was going to be paid out on these bets. This looked like it was gonna go to Colorado regulators. Uh, Eventually they did reach a settlement for a significant amount of uh, what he would have made, uh, a little more than $12,000 ends up getting in the settlement. It's less about a $12,000 settlement in Colorado and more about the fact that FanDuel seems to have found a way to have its name in the light on this three consecutive times that other operators have not had. Now, does it mean that other things haven't happened? No, uh, obviously not. Uh, The whole DraftKings National Championship situation was, you know, its own mess for DraftKings. But uh, I found it interesting that FanDuel ultimately chose to settle this one when they've had a couple that they've let go on to regulators to sort of set some precedent.
2: Dustin, as we kind of continue in our, it's, it's inevitable that we're going to talk about the stock prices of these companies because, hey, look, they're the hot, sexy thing right now as sports betting continues to sweep across the nation here. We enter new states. I mean, it's showing up on mainstream programming. I saw a clip from CNBC just on Monday where they were talking about the sports betting stocks and stuff where, I mean, it was, wasn't even like it what we're talking about. It wasn't even an infomercial. They didn't have like any specific person on there to kind of pump up their brand. It was literally just them sitting around talking about sports betting stocks. And so you're going to have people continue to weigh in here. And one guy seems to be pretty, pretty bullish on the old pen stock.
3: Yeah, a little bit more bullish than even anybody else. Even perhaps the uh, uh, Presidente Fortnoy, uh, who who, said, who put a hundred dollar target on Penn National stock thanks to its relationship with Barstool, he put a didn't put a target of two hundred dollars, but saw a, saw an, a, a path to a two hundred dollars stock price for for Pen National. Uh, let's 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 put some context to that. It's fifty eight dollars right now. It was four dollars, like what four months ago at the... Bottom of the pandemic, when Penn National is forced to close almost all of its casinos, or I think all, probably all of them. Um, So this is a pretty wild uh, uh, projection for what's going on. It's and it's it's so it's so interesting to me is that basically the entire stock price of Penn National is now tied up in what Barstool Sportsbook. Will be something that doesn't even exist yet in 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 the wild. There is no sports Barstool Sportsbook app that anybody can play on. It's Supposed to come to, to Pennsylvania here in the near future, and then other states in Q1. But uh, like Penn National, it's like doesn't even matter if it runs casinos apparently anymore or what those do. It's like Barstool Sportsbook. Everybody's like let's do that. And we're, we're buying and advising buying until because of that. So really interesting dynamic. Uh, obviously the, spot, the the stock market is a little wonky right now and uh, not always tied up in reality, but who knows, maybe it gets there.
2: Yeah. I mean, Adam, I think there's, the, you know, the people out there, if there are any naysayers just continue to say, okay, look, Yeah, we're at where we're at right now. The worst really hasn't even hit us yet. I mean, we're still talking about, you know, there's been there's been all kinds of delays on foreclosures and delays on rent payments and things like that or whatever. The stimulus was still there for the longest amount of time. The worst really hadn't hit yet. So you kind of look at this. But if we do look historically gaming has always bounced back pretty solidly now we don't have history on sports betting we don't have a long history on internet sports betting for sure but i think a lot of people are probably just kind of equating this to how gaming has traditionally rallied back after kind of bad times in the u.s and and really kind of we're seeing it across the board right i mean all the stocks are are going crazy from where we were four months ago we were talking about this on this very podcast and everything had just completely bottomed out and since then it's been on this rocket ship.
0: I think we need to be a little cautious in terms of talking about gaming as a monolith because Penn National has a different type of footprint than, say, Wynn, right? Uh, just to pick a name out of a hat, because Penn National is operating in 19 states. And they have significant overhead involved with a number of physical casinos that they have to deal with. So. My question for anyone who's putting that huge of a target on Penn is where do you see that regional gaming business going in the next five to 10 years? Um, As you said, Matt, it would seem from a number of indicators that we have not seen even the beginning of what the economic fallout will be from the coronavirus pandemic. And, you know, gaming does tend to lag that. Now, gaming, again, not to speak of it as a monolith, gaming that requires travel, tends to lag that. That's why Las Vegas usually uh, is a few months to you know, a year or so behind what happens in the rest of the country. When it's regional, it's around the corner, and people still are, are looking for that outlet or that vice, then yeah, maybe it doesn't take quite the, uh, quite the same hit. I just think there's, um, there's definitely a rose-colored glasses feel to a target even of $75, but the idea of $200, please tell me who's taking that action. I will put all I have, give me a limit bet on under two hundred. <laughs>
2: I would, I would also again in my in my very very short stock market days here, which stretches back all of four, all of four months. Whenever I just looked and was basically like, oh, these are all basically free. These 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 stocks are free at this point. uh Yeah, I mean, yeah, two hundred seems pretty incredible here. And you mentioned one of the things that, that they have to deal with that we're not really talking about when we talk about the DraftKings and the points bets and the and the. Fan duels of the world and stuff like that is they have actual real overhead physical casinos. I mean, they're they own and operate currently the the Tropicana here in Las Vegas that is still not opened as of as of yet. They were going to open it. They pushed that back even further because of how things are going. So I think you are right on there that when we look at this, we can't necessarily just lump all these companies completely together because they're while they are in the same business they don't function or operate the same. And Dustin, I think that that's kind of like something that we can at least try to explain along the way. And we'll we'll try to point that out as we continue with these podcasts that, you know, like while they are all in the sports betting game and they all certainly are in the sports betting business, They're they don't operate from the ground up the same.
3: Yeah, and Penn National need make no mistake about it. Penn National needs the casinos to come back to full capacity or something uh, verging on that at some point in the future. Else, it's yeah, the business (laughs) model is 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 upside down. It's just it doesn't make any sense because yeah, you read these you read like this analyst report and it's I mean it, it talks about the land based casino, but it's pretty agnostic on what what the land based casino business does in terms of whether it's makes a difference. It's all about Barstool Sportsbook. It's, you know, a base case, it says 15 to 20% share of us sports betting in an online casino in the, in the, in the U S is that possible? Sure. I guess it says customer acquisition costs are going to be way lower because you're just going to convert stoolies to sports books, but they, Portnoy going to snap his fingers. Everybody's going to go sign up sportsbook app. Is that going to happen? Maybe these are, but these are base cases that are being presented right. for buying out, let alone like to get to that $200 bull case, uh, it's like, I mean, you have to like just destroy everybody at everything you're doing. And you'd have to have the casino, bi- regional casino business take off. It's, it, it all just, I don't know. I, again, we say we're not stock analysts. We end up analyzing stock all the time. <laughs> I, just, I, look at, I look at this and this I'm like, I, it, was, it, it just doesn't make any sense. And it's all based on a lot of assumptions that, you know if you're good for you if you're right down the road but god only knows right now
2: we'll be we'll be launching legal stock report just down down the line like just we you own sure. that domain right We i do that. i do i do own that domain. after we said it on the podcast that day i was like i think i'm gonna go pick up that domain and i did go <laughs> pick up pick up that domain so it'll be it'll be launched like down down the line here uh speaking of you know with, with this whole thing and and barstool and saying okay well snap your fingers everyone's just going to sign up and do I think this is kind of proving that maybe that isn't necessarily the case here, Adam, whenever we look at the disaster that has been Interlot.
0: Well, Interlot does get a special place in sports betting hell. Uh, <laughs> I, I think we need to uh, be fair to those we're talking about when it comes to Penn National and Barstool, or at least say that with Penn National there is some demonstrated success in the gaming space, uh, Intralot's run some lotteries, and it's done a really, really bad job with sports betting. Um, we have some initial results in on handle from both Montana and from Washington, D.C. Uh, the good news is that since inception, you're looking at roughly an 18% hold in Washington, D.C., and hey, that's what Intralot promised when it hoodwinked the D.C. Council into a single operator deal through the lottery. The bad news is it's like 18% of nothing. Um, because 18% of nothing is still nothing, you had less than a million dollars wagered. Wagered. Wagered.
3: Yeah, and remember, let's remember, this was the path to making lots of money in D.C. was holding lots of money. But this is what we've been saying all along, right, is that if you're holding 18 to 20% or whatever, or 30% of nothing, right. yeah, you, you have, you've ended up with nothing almost. That's
0: exactly right. And, and <laughs> when it comes to the situation with Intralot, um, look, you can't continue to exploit betters the way that they are trying to exploit betters, and have anybody take you seriously. Because what you're seeing is people just are not adopting the product. Uh, You can't make money if people don't adopt the product. Duh. And Intralot is asking people, you know, if if your typical game has minus 110 sides and Intralot is showing up with minus 130 sides on both sides, then you're talking about a product that even the least experienced better can look at when they look at the potential payout and say, I'm not going to make anything on this. I mean, Intralot's product really does feel like a collaboration between you know Bovada and Odd Shark to take all of the <laughs> offshore market and keep it right in the offshore market by making the legal market look bad.
3: Man, man, is that's a great idea. Is Intralot just a shell company for for an offshore site? That's that would be brilliant. Hey, we heard it here first.
2: Listen, yeah, let's let's dig in because honestly, it, it it is it is insanity, and it doesn't. And it seems like it does not matter because we're not the only people who continue to bring this to light as to how poorly this is getting run. I have now seen a dozen plus different outlets come out and say like how in the world are they actually doing this and they do not care they continue to roll out these horrible odds like over and over and over again so yeah it, it makes you wonder like who who is pulling the strings here who is running this who is giving the go ahead and say like yeah, go ahead and put out the absolute worst lines that anyone's ever seen ever in the history of ever. So yeah, I guess just go ahead and do that.
3: And it's funny, it's funny. I lived in D.C. for a long time. I have some friends who like work around on the on the app, and it's yeah. They, I mean, even they're not they're, they've been sports bettors in the past, and mm. they they look at the lines and they know they are bad. Interestingly, golf always seems to be good. I have no idea why they're not ripping people <laughs> on golf because it's way easier to hire the big in golf right. than it is anywhere else. But the golf odds seem the these like usually compete pretty well with offshore and the and legal sports books, so it's interesting. And I'm, I'm going to add something to the agenda quickly. While we're talking about sports betting monopolies, and I know some people at DraftKings and/or SB Tech sometimes listen to this podcast, my app in Oregon is absolute garbage since you updated. It. I can't even <laughs> I can't even log in to the site to place bets. If I do, it like it just the bet does, disappears. Not, somebody help me. I, want, I just want to place, I just want to lose my money to you. I'm trying to make you money. I'm awful at sports betting. Help me, help me lose money on your, on your app by letting it work better.
2: You're not asking for free bets. You're not asking oh, for refunds. You, know, you, know, like, you, know, you just want to be able to get down on on things here. I guess, Adam, as we as we kind of close things out here, and we, we're we talking about Vegas and whatever. I guess one thing we can say, and this was something we reported on a couple of months ago, but if you do visit Vegas whenever travel get, you feel comfortable enough to travel again, you're going to be walking up and down the strip, and you're going to have very limited options (laughs) as to where you can bet because William Hill has now taken over pretty much the whole strip when it comes to sports betting. If you're not betting at an MGM shop, you're pretty much betting at William Hill these days as they have gone in. They've taken over all of the CG books. They have taken over a good bit of the Caesars books as it sits right now as well, and so we keep talking about how Nevada feels like it's falling behind and how all of these other states... Myriad of options, great working apps, tons of bonuses and promotions, yada, yada, yada. And here's yet another thing that makes Nevada a little bit less of an appealing place to come and place your wagers because now your your options have really been chopped down a a pretty significant amount.
0: Well, I mean, to add just some flesh to those bones, of course, we know that William Hill bought out CG and through the El Dorado deal. Ends up with uh, most of the Caesar Sports book, including Caesars itself. Um, what I think needs to be focused on with this is less competition, less incentive to have competitive prices. Exactly. And when we look at William Hill in particular, I am not here to further the narrative that some out there on Twitter have—that is all anti-William Hill. I will tell you that the idea that there is more limiting that goes on at certain books than others is true. And when you look at taking fewer books and making fewer books available, then that becomes a more significant thing because if you happen to be limited at a certain place and that place now owns a dozen sports books in town, (laughs) then you just have less places to legally get your action down in a city where the app technology is already woefully behind everywhere else. So just to give one little bit of sunshine though, Matt, you and I have talked about it. We talked about it on this podcast that William Hill was the one place that was offering a handful of promotions and, and bonuses True. to try to bring people in and acquire customers. Uh, in Nevada, I was able to take advantage mm-hmm. of one of those bonuses. So if they're willing to go more to that ends, yeah, there could be a positive outcome uh, that comes out of this, but. They also are a book that has made no secret of a retail heavy strategy throughout the country so it's not a book that i see coming in and taking over a bunch of places in nevada and think oh good the tech's gonna get better
2: no no doubt about that i mean you're you can just tell it these these places that they've taken over i mean that is a big beautiful book over there at at the venetian palazzo that they now have you know can state claim to and uh, like you mentioned caesar's palace i mean literally i mean caesar's palace is a massive sports book that they have built in there is now going to be run by them as well and circa is on the way we will see you know that will be launching in October. They will be uh, they will be up and running over there. The biggest sports book in the world. Can they make some real penetration? Will we see that happen in some of these other states as well? We know that they're already in Colorado, looking at eyeing some of the East Coast states as well. So, uh, it, the race is still on. But man, competition is good, and getting fewer fewer people involved here in Nevada is never a good thing, especially for. Folks like you and I, Mister uh, Mister Candy, but uh, there you go. Yeah, we'll 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 hope. One day, just give me, give me give me a DraftKings Give me a FanDuel, give me
3: a points bet, someone Give, me, Pen, give, Pen, Pen give Dustin owns. an app Just give yeah, Dustin an app Penn National owns Tropicana, or operates Tropicana yeah. still too So maybe you'll get a bar still hey, Listen, if the app works, consider me a stoolie Alright, if, if the app works consider uh, Tell me the a, sound
0: department to cut that one <laughs> <laughs> consider,
2: <laughs> Just give me a working app, man Just give me a, a menu Oh boy uh, As always guys, we are over on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher And Google Podcasts, please go in, give us a subscribe rate review give us a little five star up there and uh really do appreciate you guys listening we have gotten some really great feedback from all of this and again if you're out there and you're listening and you have a story that you'd like us to talk about or cover hit us up on twitter we're reading all of that stuff and uh we certainly take it all to heart so please do that if you want to follow adam on the twitter machine at adam candy that is two e's no y at Dustin Galker, G O U K E R, and at Matt Brown M2. If you want to follow me, no real reason to do that. For Adam, for Dustin, I'm Matt. Talk to you guys next week.
1: Uh, Go through some emails, check your calendar, see that you have a 45-minute break in the day between meetings, realize this is your moment, so you drive right to McDonald's to pick up something extra delicious ASAP. Meal. Thank you. There's a meal for every moment at McDonald's. Buy
2: one of your select faves and get another for just a dollar every morning, like a sausage McMuffin or hash browns. Prices and participation may vary. Valid for product of equal or lesser value. Cannot be combined with any other offer. cowboy meal valid when product
0: served.